You're listening to The Health Classes You Missed. My name is Monica and I'm a secondary school health teacher with a passion for all things health. Whether you're currently at school or you finished 20 years ago, this podcast will help you understand those topics that may have been skimmed over, considered inappropriate or flat out ignored. So sit up straight, faces forward, let's get into it. Hey team, welcome back to No Stupid Questions for 2023. We are starting the year off with a very requested topic. This was something that I actually spoke about a lot with my friendship groups and even my family when we were talking about particular NSQ topics that I could cover. I think this question that we've got today was always a massive misconception that Potentially, we all had growing up, we could have maybe heard it from someone else. Maybe you even thought it about someone back in the day. I know I definitely had a lot of internalized misogyny and this was one of those really, really common ideas. The question that we have today is, do vaginas actually get loose from a lot of sex? But just before we get into talking about that, I want to add that I've got the camera going today. I am very, very happy about this. I'm on YouTube. So if you don't follow me already, make sure you go and subscribe to the health classes you missed. So back to the question, do vaginas actually get loose from a lot of sex? This idea at the end of the day is just a really harmful way to shame women who have lots of sex or who enjoy having lots of sex. It is also super heteronormative. As we've spoken about in other episodes, sex is defined differently for everyone and it does not necessarily just equal penetration or penetrative sex. It's also a misconception that a person's vagina will never be the same. And obviously I've got that in um, little bunny ears here after childbirth. And while there may be changes, of course, we will also learn why that is just blatantly not true But before we get going, let's start with some straight up facts about the vagina. So the vaginal canal or the vagina consists of muscle. When you actually look at a diagram of a vulva, which is the whole outer part often uh, called the vagina, but it's actually not. It's called the vulva. We've also talked about this in uh, past episodes. The vagina is actually the hole which is under the urethra, but above the anus. And this is where you know, children come out during childbirth. It's where tampons go in. It's where penis goes in through uh, penetrative sex, all of those kinds of things. So when talking about the vagina as a muscle, it is actually made up of smooth muscle. So we've got three different types of muscle. We've got cardiac, smooth, and skeletal. The vagina is made up of smooth muscle. Let's quickly talk about how muscles work, right? This is something that if you've done PE, You'll know this. This is a very, very basic explanation. So muscles contract and they relax. We should all know that. We can tense and relax our muscles. Now, the contraction of a muscle occurs when the muscle tightens or shortens or lengthens in some circumstances. Now, contraction is usually followed by relaxation. So that's when the muscle returns to its normal state. Like other muscles or elastic tissues in the body, the vagina can also stretch and bounce back as required. And because the vaginal canal or the vagina 
is generally made to accommodate different sizes, for example, penis size or size of child during birth, it doesn't really make sense that a lot of sex would change the structure or the size of this part of the body. It is actually made to withstand these types of things. So we've got the vagina made up of smooth muscle. Now let's talk a little bit about the pelvic floor muscles. You might have heard these before. So what are they? The pelvic floor muscles are a band of muscles that actually circle the pelvis. So this is kind of between the stomach or your abdominal area and your thighs. Now these muscles, the pelvic floor, actually support other organs as well, like the uterus, the bladder, and the bowel. They help to prevent accidental urination. They can stop flatulence, which is really just a fancy word for farts. And they can also uh, help with bowel movements as well, which is obviously just a nice way to say pooping. Pelvic floor muscles are also the muscles that tighten or contract when a person is sexually aroused or experiencing an orgasm. Now, during childbirth and during sexual activity, the pelvic floor muscles are generally what brunts the most kind of wear and tear. There are two main things that usually affect the elasticity of the pelvic floor muscles and the vaginal muscles. So these are childbirth and aging. Now, usually it is actually those muscles around the vagina, which are our pelvic floor, that actually are most affected and generally will affect those feelings of tightness that people so often talk about. Other factors that affect the pelvic floor muscles include prostate cancer, uh, obesity, straining because a person has chronic constipation. So there are many other things besides childbirth and aging that can affect this. And as we said, pelvic floor are what relaxes and contracts when a person is aroused. The relaxation that a person might feel when they are feeling aroused does not actually stick around permanently. It's not there all the time. This will end once a person stops partaking in whatever activity is making them feel this way. And this is where we come to that idea that that tightness we talked about equals good. It's not always the case. So generally, if a vagina feels tight during sexual activity, this can actually mean there is a lack of arousal or lubrication, both of which increase elasticity. In fact, according to Healthline, it could mean the following. It could mean your sexual partner is uncomfortable. They might be distracted. They might be not as turned on or as ready for sexual activity as you are. They might be experiencing feelings of anxiety or stress. They could also be experiencing other mental health conditions in addition to this. They might be experiencing things like hormonal changes. There are so many reasons why a person might feel, again, in these bunny ears, tight during sex. And none of these things seem good, right? Other things could include age. They might include medical conditions. Um, medications can also affect the lubrication of a person's vagina. So there is so many reasons here. And again, this is just about breaking down that whole idea that tightness is good or tightness means that a person hasn't experienced sex or that if a person seems loose, again, quotation marks, this is a bad thing and this means that they have, you know, had lots of sex. It's not true at all. 
Now, I want to add in here as well that things like severe tightness or pain during penetration could actually mean a person is experiencing quite a serious condition such as desperinia or vaginismus. Now, I have spoken about both of these things in the Is Painful Sex Normal episode, so I do dive a little bit deeper in there, but I will just talk about what both of these things are now. So dyspareunia is actually an ongoing or reoccurrent vaginal pain during sex. Vaginismus is an uncontrollable kind of tightening of the muscles around the bottom of the vagina. So someone with vaginismus might actually not be able to have sex at all. It might feel super, super forceful if that's the case. Um, Like there's almost a wall or something there. So these are serious conditions. And if you are a person who may be experiencing something like this, make sure you go seek help from a medical professional. So let's say you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, geez, I don't want to experience any of the things we talked about with our pelvic floor. What can we actually do to strengthen those muscles? Because that's important, you know, especially if someone is wanting to experience having a child or doesn't want to experience a prolapse or any of those things uh, when they're older. Basically, from my research, I learned that everyone with a vagina should do pelvic floor exercises. And even if you don't have one, we already talked about things like obesity or prostate cancer or those kinds of things affecting your pelvic floor. So maybe you should try them as well. Now, these exercises can be done lying down. They can be done sitting or standing. Some of the benefits here include helping urinary incontinence. We talked about that. Uh, Helping with prolapse. Now that means that things kind of fall out of the body. It is such a scary idea. Um, So that is really important. It can also enhance sexual experiences as well. So according to Better Health, this is what you need to do. You need to squeeze and lift these muscles slowly, making sure that you release fully each time. You want to hold these for five to 10 seconds just while breathing normally. Again, release slowly, release fully. And then you want to repeat this with about five to 10 seconds of rest in between. Other exercises that you can do include performing like really quick and short, strong squeeze and lifts. And again, you want to repeat these about 10 times. Or you could squeeze and lift the muscles whenever you clear your throat, whenever you sneeze or whenever you cough. These are kind of some beneficial ways to work these muscles, improve them and make sure that, you know, if you do experience childbirth or any of those other things we talked about, you're less likely to experience some of those incontinence or, you know, prolapse uh, symptoms that we talked about as well. So at the end of the day, What we have learned today is that tightness shouldn't be seen as a good thing and definitely should not be related to how sexually active a person is. At the end of the day, loose vaginas are a myth. You should never, ever, ever make a person feel uncomfortable about the way that they feel during penetrative sex. You should also never, ever feel pressure to change your body or use any kind of products that claim to change or enhance this part of you. That is all for today's No Stupid Questions episode. I hope that you learned something new today and now, you know, you feel confident to break down this myth, this very common misconception, if it ever comes up in your life. 
Thank you for being here. Remember to click that follow button wherever you are listening. Also remember to come over to the health classes you missed on YouTube and click that subscribe button as well. Mean the absolute world to me. Stay safe and I'll be back in your ears very, very soon. See you later.